Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Monday in March. I hope you're all doing well today, and thank you so much for always listening to my show. And today's guest is Carol Sumner Kretschmann, and I am delighted to have her join me. Welcome to the show, Carol. Well, thank you so much, Marcia, and welcome. I'm so excited to be able to talk to your audience. Oh, I'm thrilled. So let me just let our listeners know, you are so distinguished. You may be, honestly, and I'm not saying this, um, I'm saying this in due respect, you are probably the most distinguished guest I have ever had on my show, and it will be six years next month that I have been doing this. So I mean that with humility when I say that. Carol, for those of you that are listening, you're wondering, well, why am I saying this? Well, because Carol is the chairman, founder, and president of Peacemaker Corps Association and Peace in the Streets Film Festival. And let me just tell you, that's just part of what Carol does. She is a remarkable person. I, I truly mean that, Carol. And I thought we could just start off by just having you give us a glimpse into you. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where would you grow up, and you know, just a little bit about your education, anything you'd like us to know about you personally. Thank you very much. I appreciate having this opportunity to talk to your, organ, your audience and, and share a bit about me. Um, I've been you know, born and raised in Southern California. I uh, went to school in uh, high school, Beverly High School, and then UCLA, and um, I ended up studying architecture at UCLA. And uh, that was unique because there weren't very many women in that profession. I'm pushing 80 someday soon. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I, it's sort of interesting because giving back and raising awareness kind of came to me from a very strange way. My mother and dad were very hardworking people and had done well in Southern California and Los Angeles, and my mother wanted to move to Beverly Hills which was the very posh area in West mm-hmm. L.A. And um, I was just in high school, but just started high school, and I had really nothing to say about whether or not I wanted to move where I had grown up most of my life, which was a lovely area near the Griffith Park. And there I was in the heart of Beverly Hills and with the Beverly Hills group, and my mother insisted that I, since I had been taking dancing lessons, that I join and, and become a debutante which I was about to throw up because I love to sports and everything else, but that's (laughs) to do. And I was an only. And it was very interesting. I believe very strongly that 
what I needed to learn in order to be a debutante wasn't just the party and the fancies, but it was the giving back. And because this organization was a, a tied to candy stripers in the hospital in L, in L.A., um, we had to do volunteer work there. And it was a very interesting eye-opener for me. I mean, I had fun with it, with the event and, and the dancing and the party and whatever. And one of the young women that went, was with my group, her, her, her sister had Down syndrome, which was mm-hmm. obviously very, you know, they, nobody knew what to do about it. And she said, I really want to raise some money and awareness so people understand what that's all about. And so I, she said, let's start an organization we'll call Help a Retarded Child. I mean, that's when retarded was a word that you could use. And I said, I'd love to join you. She said, well, let's have a get-together. So we got together, a few young women, they were all about 17 at the time, and we were going to do an event and we were going to do something and whatever. And I said, you know, we're all debutantes. That's why we went through this stupid thing. And why don't we go to the fanciest hotel in L.A., the Bel Air Hotel, and get a room for nothing? And I'll have, we'll throw a luncheon, and we'll make a lot of awareness, and we'll raise some money, and everybody will know about Hark. And that's what we did. And guess who was chair? Me. You, uh-huh, so, of course you were. A born <laughs> leader. So charity and giving back has had a very important spot in my life. Mm-hmm. In tragedies that I've had several, it's always kept me moving in the right direction because we deal with children, with youth under 18, mm-hmm. and we do in a way what you do. We tell, we mm-hmm. teach them how to tell stories about themselves with subject matter like Peace in the Streets or the United Nations 17 SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, or this last year, it's been about COVID. And mm-hmm. it inspired me, this storytelling, by a wonderful happenstance that I met um, Prime Minister Mandela in 1995 at San Francisco at the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the United Nations, where I had been working in a non-governmental organization for about 15 years. And we put on an event for the Nobel Peace Prize winners, and he was one of them. And afterwards, we had a reception, and I walked over to the prime minister, and I said, I'm I'm very interested in one thing. How did you turn your country from apartheid to the country that is growing and becoming part of the first world of Africa? I said, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. He said that basic thing that was the restorative justice programs at uh, courthouse. Why? Because people got to tell their story to each other, the tormentor and the tormented. And in that brief moment of being able to share some humanity, that was the way that he was able to turn that country around so quickly. So storytelling is the basis of humanity. And the Peacemaker Corps started off telling stories in malls with boys and girls that we brought there under the tutelage of HUD, who was granted a million dollars to start the Peacemaker Corps in 1997. 
by 99, we launched in the first 12 cities across the United States where we met in shopping malls, mostly at that time owned by the Simon Property Group. And we met for a a weekend, a a holiday Saturday and a half a day Sunday, and then the mall would present, we, we would present the winners their medals, everybody was a winner, everybody got a medal, and it was done in Central Central Court as a mall, and the whole community was invited, and it was free, and it was when you could get in and out of malls and you didn't have so much security and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful, and the children adored it, and, and the young people started to understand that you can come from a suburban environment and an, and and you can come from an urban environment and you can find some level of um connectivity mhm mm-hmm. and it changed the cuts you know the the games were so this was our original plan was to was to teach storytelling through the why through boys and girls clubs any you know anywhere we could get an adult together with the kids, but as we grew that, and technology grew, which I've always been fascinated since I'm you know studied engineering as a young person, but moved into different places with that vision. That that this is an opportunity for us to get global, and get stories that come from all over the world. But how are you going to reach that world was another story that led me into the computer business, the technology business. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that you're, I, it's, I, I will probably do the least amount of interrupting of I've ever done with a guest on my show because I just find you so fascinating. I want to let our listeners know, as they are listening, that you have two beautiful websites. One is Peacemaker Courts, and that's C-O-R-P-S dot org. And the other one is um, um, P-S-G-F-F dot org, and that stands for Peace in the Streets um, Global Film Festival. And I'll make sure that I have that included when I do a follow-up blog for you so that our listeners can, can easily find that. But we're going to be talking about both Peacemaker today and we're going to be talking about the Global Film Festival, which is just unbelievable. So just so I understand sort of the timeline for you, so in 97 you founded it. In 99 it sort of launched itself. And in, in well, those I didn't early... launch it. It oh. launched itself with the, with the power of HUD and, and the federal government. And so oh, they... okay, so... Okay. So they arranged for the right that the people the they found the right uh, professor out of uh, the university and uh, Virginia University, Dr. Robert uh, Sachter, who was an expert in this kind of communications. And now they they allocated a million dollars for me to be able to create the Peacemaker Corps and model it across the country to see where we would end up. And that's how it started. I had already been working at the UN for about 10 years while I was living abroad. So I had a lot of friends at the UN, at the United Nations, but they never thought about youth. Youth mm-hmm. to the UN was 35 years old when oh, I started that. way back in the, in, oh, in the 80s or the 70s. That's what their youth was. 
They, you know, now we've made the youth um, five years old. We've had winners at oh. the film festival in Japan that wow. was five years old. Wow. So, and they put their guardians, and, and it's it's just wonderful. We, we're touching mm-hmm. the entire world, but that's not. So where we started, we thought this was going to be something we could roll out across the United States, and we did get uh, picked up in the second and third year, but then the war, then the towers came down. Mm-hmm. And Changed everything. everything. Stopped. Yeah, it was. It was. I, what I what I find really interesting about what you're saying is that I happened to also work at the YMCA for ten years during this time, and I wish we would have known about that at our local Westchester Y. Um, I was not a. L.A. Metro must not have been part of that in those days. I also know a lot of folks from the Boys and Girls Club, two places where you have the population you're really looking to involve. And right. I, I, I can't agree with you more about the value of storytelling. And it could be what your grandma's telling you, and maybe you are bored, and then you know, 40 years later when your grandma's not around, you wish that, oh, God, I, I wouldn't be bored today, but maybe you were as a nine-year-old. Um, you know, storytelling just... It, it's 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 like you said. I, I think you said it so beautifully that storytelling is um, is humanity, and I I think that there's we can all we can all um, agree to that. I would think because, and I like the other thing you said about whether you're the you said it so beautifully, and I was trying to write it down when you were talking to Nelson Mandela, and you were saying that. Um, whether you were the person that how did repeat that because I thought it was so significant either, what you said. You were either the tormentor or the tormented. So the tormentors were suffering just as much as the tormented those who were t- tormented by them. By bringing them together, which is years ago we brought the Kips and the Bloods together in the roller rink right. floor of a rink that I owned in L.A. in the in the 80s, I mean, it was a matter of the thought in your brain changes it to being adversarial, to being colleagues, to being part of a tribe that's all of us instead of separating us. And that's what he taught. That that was the vision, and that he and you. If you go on the website peacemakercorps.org, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is the history of what we've done, and Wonderful. we've had. Franklin Covey, the seven habits. We were the eighth habit until Steve Covey fell off his bike and died. And again, the uh, people who took over changed. It, it was, it's been sort of a pattern of the growth of the peacemaker is that we've gotten to a certain point where it looked like it was going to be adopted by everyone and then some other thing happened. Now we have COVID. I mean, we were going right. to do the biggest event that the UN ever saw this last year, it was their 75th anniversary, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they got very little press, but we did get on UN television on December 15th, and if you go on our website, psgff.org, right there you can click on a virtual movie that we made with kids from all over the world who were yes. who were in their home countries, mm-hmm. and celebrities 
from the UN and from our support who were anywhere in, mostly in the United States or in Africa or some other place where they the adults were we made a movie of the award ceremony plus there's a 10 minute dialogue that's chaired by the United Nations Academic Institute head uh, Ramu Demersian and five winners from the past of our film festival who were all over the world at that at, at that moment inter- mm-hmm. interact with him and so we're sort of creating a new way to tell stories with the pandemic giving us the rules on how we can do it right and well it's it's pretty remarkable and your website is beautiful and i really highly recommend people visit your website you also have um in fact i put it in my um promotional blog for you i did put the youtube um video uh, in my blog because it, it is pretty pretty remarkable um but you you've mentioned now quite a bit and i thought this would be an interesting place to talk about this because like i said you're quite remarkable really is what exactly is how did this whole how did your relationship develop with the united nations and what what were some of your responsibilities with them well, it was interesting because I was living in China and we were building a hotel. My husband and I are developers and I'm an architect. So we were building the fourth hotel ever in Beijing. But we also added apartments for foreigners like Americans to come in an office building. So it's a big complex. And I was back in Los Angeles uh, to visit my children, actually. One was still in high school, the rest were in college. And I was invited to an event on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills at a at a art gallery by a man who's passed away since named Irv Sarnoff, and he always played that he was the poor Sarnoff, not the Sarnoff hmm. with our say, but the one who the uh, activist, and he was a tremendous activist for the labor unions and all that sort of thing. So. Um, Somebody said, you ought to go to that meet and meet this guy while you're in town. And I said, and it's right there in your backyard. So I said, okay, I'll uh, I'll stop by. And we started talking about my experiences in China, and everybody was fascinated at that time. China, China was a very odd place that nobody really knew anything about. This was just as it was opening after Nixon, you know, went there in '79. And um of being able to go there by a very strange situation, and that is that um, are you still there? I am, but I'm hearing you, you cut out, so I, I was just being patient. Somebody waiting on my phone call, and I don't want it, him them to no, wait. Exactly, no, just just ignore it. <laughs> okay. Yes. I've, so my so my experience with the UN was on one visit back to the United States. Uh, Irv called me. He said we're having a board meeting. Why don't you come to it? And I said, Well, where is it? He said, Well, it's in Blue, Blue, Blue Jay Stadium in Montreal, and there and it's the World Series, and it'll be very exciting. And Knut Hammarskjöld, that's Doug Hammarskjöld's nephew, but the Hammarskjölds were like the Kennedys in Sweden. He'll be there, Lee Taylor Young, Joanne Woodward's on our board. Why don't you just come, you know? 
So I was, of course, young and traveling anywhere I could. So I went to I went to Toronto and I met all these very incredible people. Stephen Lewis, who was then just retiring, to be, he'd been the ambassador to the United Nations from Canada. And I was thinking, you know, this is really a place that I should be because I can take some of the things I'm learning from the Chinese and the poverty and what I saw there the years that we were there and how we could spread a goodwill around the world that this might be a what a great bully pulpit to have. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got started at the United Nations, even though I was living in China. But when I got back to the Americans, and I lived for a while in Bermuda doing some charity work there for the Peacemaker Corps, um, I was I I got named by him as chairwoman of the Friends of the UN, and I was then responsible for putting on our portion of the United Nations 50th anniversary, which of course ended up me in Chicago and San Francisco and meeting Nelson Mandela and really understanding mm-hmm. that what we needed to do was to pivot the whole UN from 35 being youth to zero being youth and not cut half the world away from the diplomacy and uh, the interaction. And the reality is that if you go to one of those meetings, everybody's telling their story. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, that's the secret of having the UN for all these years, is even if they didn't agree, it was a forum where everybody could tell their story. 189 countries. Is we get to 40 already. <laughs> Say that once again. We can get to we got forty five countries that have sent us films over the last eight years. Wow! Wow! I know forty forty five forty five countries, different wow. countries around the world, right? Kids, and you do three. say that the youngest is five. I don't know why I thought the youngest was six. Is so that the, the what are the age un- categories? There's an under. It's eight and under. We have actually gotten five year olds. Oh. Okay, so eight and under is that age, and then what? So then, what's the next group? Nine, nine to, thir- to uh huh. So nine to thirteen, you know, the terrible the teenage, the beginning of teenagers, yes. and that. And that's really a big area, and then eight, fourteen to eighteen. Wonderful, wow. And the well, the, the older yeah, young people make beautiful films, but some of those little oh, we have a whole school. We, what we what's happened is that because the festival has gotten such good vibes from the world mm-hmm. we don't give a money away but we give electronic prizes and we give the value of being at the UN and we give the the opportunity to show your film on our app everybody gets mm-hmm. their film put into the cloud and anybody who makes a film can show it to their friends through their smartphone yeah that's and that's cool. dragged me into technology again sure I can see where it would it's it's pretty sensational. So when did go ahead. the technology? As long as we're talking about it, is a call that I had this morning with the head of education for one of the major hospitals where I live, and I've been talking to her for the last few months, and they're ready to look at delivering video on the same platform that the kids make their videos, the iPhone, the same platform, the same everything. It'll go into categories, 
and they're very interested in how to move patients out of the hospital back at home and giving them the same kind of attention as they would inside the hospital, but they're finding that there is a, a faster recovery. And if you get it by video, you don't have to read it. You don't have, you can replay it several times. It's, it's in instructions. And this is now starting to happen, blossoming into a, the healthcare business and, and many others, but the healthcare right now, it's a very interesting way of thinking because the nurses and the aides are not getting enough goodwill. They're not getting enough uh, friendships. They're not getting enough love, really, mm-hmm. and for them all, their own self or their relationship with their patient or their patient's families. And so like the Badari Kindness Institute, we wanted, we're working with a group out of uh, India who is doing aftermarket training for a nursing university in India that doesn't do a complete job, and they're talking about how we could create videos, whether it's animated or in regular people, about how to emulate kindness to one another. Hmm. And and there, so it's you start with the kindness interactive. And then you finally get your patient to be comfortable getting their information on their smartphone. And then you get videos on what to do, even how to give yourself a a shot or whatever. They find now that much faster recuperation of people with any kind, not just COVID, but any surgical, any kind of procedure, if they can go home faster and then get their information in a way that they are easy to get, video mm-hmm. on your phone. That you, they, That's fascinating. So is this so I'm I just so that I'm clear about this. So this this isn't a Zoom call. This isn't um the patient coming home um talking with her nurse. This is a video that it's a it's um um a helpful video that gets emailed I'm presuming to that patient that they can then open no. up the, Platform. See, we have a platform that takes it from the cloud directly to your phone and doesn't stay on your phone. So the all the mechanism is in the cloud operated by the hospital. So all the okay. videos are made. They're like little short videos, one, one to five minute videos, how to do this, how to do that, how to change your bandage, how to, you know, if you're not feeling, if you have these symptoms, this is what you need to do. I mean, somebody will be making those videos. We have some people Mm -hmm. in India that were very anxious to make those because once they're made, they can be used for any hospital, Mm -hmm. any any cared place because it's Mm -hmm. the same. And it would be, you know, like you go on a TV guide and you you pick out what you want. Well, that's what we would When you look at the PSGFF app, on your iPhone or on any Android phone that it's on, you'll see there's actually like a table of contents where you can, and there's a little thumbnail so you can get a picture of what the movie's about before committing to looking at it. And so that you would just be said same. something. You said something that was really significant, and I don't want to. I don't want to brush over that because I'm listening and I am. I am learning while you're speaking. It didn't occur to me that not only do you have a website, but that you have an app. And I didn't realize that you have an app. 
Yes, we are on Andro- all Android devices under Google Play for free. Right. You can download it. And under Apple, of course, there's only one Apple. iTunes. It's right. Apple app. And it's just that's sync. fabulous. That's, and that, that's, that's the motivation that we bring 40 countries together. That's that how it happens. Oh, I love that. That that's that wasn't a, that wasn't obvious to me. So since it wasn't, I think it's really important if I have a question to just ask it, and I can see now why you've said that. And that's I can appreciate the seamlessness of that. That is that is fabulous. If somebody was to say to you, "All right, so you've got this Peace in the Streets Global Film Festival," and they were to say to you, "What is your mission?" How would you how would you put that into words? My mission is to uh, to offer a bully pulpit for every child in the world to tell their story. Again, by telling your story, you relieve that in something inside your body out into the world. You're you're relieve, you're releasing information. You're okay. telling how you're feeling inside and doing it in a way that's creative, that's unique, that's just you. And it, when you look at the film, some of them draw, some of them do uh, Legos, some of them do pictures, some of them take photographs, some of them interview people. I, they do everything that you could possibly think of in communication. Mm. Wonderful. And it's all done on most, I would say 80% is done on, on their phone. They all have phones, and then you upload it for free into our system. And, uh, and I've been doing it for this will be our ninth year, and we just started. Uh, we just got picked up by the largest di- distribu- distributor of electronics, hardware, and software, Ingram Micro, to sell our business product. Wonderful! Which be Congratulations. Super- and That's really, COVID pretty... had a lot to do with that because up until the COVID epidemic, mm-hmm. most people only use their phones for speaking, playing games, looking at a video, Netflix mm-hmm. or something while you're bored, um, and you know, calling each other. That that mm-hmm. that really was, uh, you know, you could go to you could subscribe for four dollars for a Disney and you'll get Disney information videos. On your phone. Right. And all of it. But in order to get it, as we found out because of COVID, 45% of the kids at school do not have a, an ability to get to broadband. So they can't get the mm-hmm. information. Sure. 45% I was going to ask that. Yeah. Underserviced households don't have a computer. Right. They only have a phone. And if, they, and if the phone is a, a very inexpensive phone and you're not in a high level. 5G area, you're not going to get the information either. Now, we, my software that I created for the Peacemaker Corps and then embellished with new things, got a patent published on the 1st of December last year. Lovely, lovely. We're going to talk exciting. about that. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I, I, I'm trying to imagine myself in your shoes, and I, I can see where when you started at the very beginning of the show talking about giving back or understanding that from your parents and how that was instilled upon you 
And while, yeah, you were in the shishi debutantes, but guess what? The shishi debutantes were candy stripers, give backers, more people that give back. So for as long as you can remember, that's been a, a major component of who you are. And I think that that speaks so much to to your character and to your to who you are as a human. And I, I think that no wonder you've been able to accomplish so much and why people are so gravitating to you because of what you – it's not about you. You'd be the first one to say it. I know it. Just by the yep. little bit of time that we've spoken off the air and on the air, there is no doubt in my mind that this is not about you. Um, this is really about these children and these adults and those people that are not only submitting – um, there are videos, but it, it, there's more than just submitting a video. That involves the family. So now the parent is involved because somebody's got to hold the camera. The kid's not doing a selfie. So it, it, it's, it's, or you it, get it's a, global. Yeah, you get friends and you, you and write a script. I mean, yes, it, now we have COVID, but it's going away. And we'll, we'll be and and you know the kids and this last year they sent videos about COVID and they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Distance, put masks on, show how things are. That's what the right. Badari Kindness Institute, we're hoping, will archive all of this because it's like a time capsule. I have mm-hmm. a thousand pieces of content in, my, in the cloud, and I want to give it to somebody so I have another place that I can store it so that sure. an academic in five years could say, I wonder what the kids are thinking about during that pandemic. Where right. else would they go? Well, they could it's- go to kindness and 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 become an academic just like Shoah and Steven Spielberg did with USC he brought them all of his recordings of those who who survived the holocaust and where are we moving what's our we have so many opportunities now with the people that are in power in Washington i hope that they're old friends and they see what we did for many years and I see financial literacy and STEAM education being taught at HUD. I see um, filmmaking can, as as a way of dealing with kids who have mental problems and mental issues because of COVID and other things in the world, and that would be under HHS. And under the, the before this last administration, we were involved with the COPS Division, Community Opportunity Police, of the Department of Justice. And we, we have several um, COPS groups in New York and in L.A. that teach kids about making films and are very much part of it, of mm. the story. We hope to be able to enlarge that footprint and go back to when we started in 99 with the money that we got from HUD. We'd like to get money from all those three agencies, Department of Justice, the Health and Human Services, and HUD, and change how the underserved can communicate and learn and get better jobs and move out of poverty. Then the world then the world in this part of the world will be a better place. Um when you when you work with the the folks that are submitting and writing you are strictly working with youth, correct? You're not doing any kind of filmmaking with an adult that's 25 years old, but maybe has been a, a COVID nurse or no, no, doctor are. or something like that. Are it you? Depends. 
Yeah, it depends on where you are. We have uh, five, eight, nine film schools that have been developed um, that either were oh. there getting started or they or they came together because of the film festival. So we do have oh, adults. So, oh, you do? They're family, too. I mean, they. you're right. I mean, it's a family effort if you don't have somebody mm-hmm. nearby that you can mm-hmm. go to. And this last year, that was the problem. I mean, we used to get hundreds of films from uh, America, but we got very few this year because there was no direction. There was no school. Mm-hmm. There was, there was, there was. We we did not do a good job this last year taking care well, of our kids. Well, you know, I would I would just give yourself a little break on that. And I was just thinking, I'm thinking about you know, like I said, I've been doing this for it'll be six years next month. And I've had a lot of very interesting people on my show. And what occurs to me is some of the people that have actually built wells in um, Mawadi, um, um, in Africa, where they've they've gone and they've they've built wells so that people can can get their drinking water, or they've taught communities about HIV and how to avoid it. I've I've met some fascinating people, and as I as I listen to you, I'm thinking to myself, wow. I need to think about some of those people that I've that I've spoke with over the years that could be part of um, participating in something Wonderful. like this. I yeah. do. I, I really I do know people that I think would be very very exciting. Do you, what would you say? You probably said this, but I just wanted to just make sure I captured it properly. What would you say was your inspiration in starting? This nonprofit of yours nine years ago. What inspired you to do it? No, not, it was in 1997, so it was 30. Oh, I'm so sorry because they're both nonprofits. Hello. Uh-oh. Right. I mean, that, we started the film festival nine years ago out of. That's what I was referring to, yeah. Is because we figured that we have to get modernized. You know, we're not going to bring kids to the mall. There was too much danger in Europe mm-hmm. at that time. There's a lot of shootings were going on. And I didn't want to be responsible for 50 or 60 kids for a weekend in a place that might be getting vulnerable. And, sure. and also the economics started to change. And I thought, well, what can we do to continue the dialogue and not have to have them somewhere? And I saw what was happening with the with the website. That was the first place we went and mm-hmm. told them they could upload it at the website on YouTube. And then we then we spent a year and a half building the app, and that you know just grew us faster. And we have great support from Salesforce. We became a grantee in 1990. 2019 at the end, so 2020 was a lost year, so I hope we can pick that up because they have so many people that work with Salesforce. We just wanted everybody to know about the film festival so their kids could enter. And mm-hmm. they're, they're also very interested in this financial literacy program, so we're putting that together to go back to HUD with. And uh, Blumberg is uh, looking at us again because two of their High-level executives, kids won prizes and at the event, and they are very impressed with what we're doing. And Peter Gower and I have known each other for a while, trying to get equality in business, more women, you know, on boards, and mm-hmm. they're very interested in that. And we're 
working again with Wharton and the Lippman Foundation. Hopefully this year we'll get the grant because we really fit in. And after three and a half years of hard work and a pro bono law firm, we got our non-governmental organization approval in Kenya, and we broke ground and we're building a school there. In oh, Al- wow. Yes, That's- and same area in Kiko County where, where Obama's family came from. It's sort of like, I don't know, Brentwood, <laughs> Nairobi. And our partner, who is a pr- professor, Anna William Wilson, scholar, he uh, donated a piece of family land, and we're building a coding school and a film school and a broadcast media. Oh, my God. And, and, and barracks so that the kids can come in the summer from Uganda and Tanzania and all the countries that are around Kenya. And Kenya is really hopefully stabilizing. They do have another election coming up in a year. That's, but we're very excited about the position that we've been able to get there. And in South Africa, we also have in Cape Town, we're there, and we're in Spain and Barcelona. We're, in, mm-hmm. we're Haiti, South America. We're in Brazil and in Colombia. We have wonderful films from Colombia. So we're slowly, you know, starting to become a good place for kids to tell their story. Sure. And that's Once you get your story out there, you start feeling a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, can, I can see that. So give me this information because I'd be curious to know. So, so now you've received all of these films from around the world in your three categories. How are they, how are they judged? We have an incredible group of, of judges and a very it depends on uh, their age category, but we get we have the former uh, chief uh, of uh, Supreme Court of Kentucky. She's on Everett Bellamy, who was the dean of the Georgetown Law School for 30 years. Uh, um, and we we have Bill Marks, the last living sibling of the Marks brothers. Avi Poster, mm-hmm. the educator and. Uh, St. Louis. We've got um, the, Betty, Betty and Hal Walker in, in Columbia. Um, we have Peggy Carey, John's sister. Uh, we have fabulous judges, and we mm-hmm. and we have an algorithm we created so it wouldn't be a t- you know we have it so they can they just they go one two three four not a not a candidate and they after they they have to look at them all. And they're very, you know, the, the judges are, are amazing, really amazing. They love what they see. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it brings such warmth to your heart to see these mm-hmm. kids and, and how they're looking at life. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's amazing, and I have to tell this for your audience, that both my executive director, Suzanne Harvey, and I both of are, are really amazed all the films that we've gotten, Marsha, there has never been one that you would consider dark and ugly and that you wouldn't even mm. Not one. Wow. So for whatever wow. we're doing, we're sort of calling on the better angels. <laughs> yes, I hear that. That That's so, 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 in, I, so when you did your last festival, 
how how do you have any do you have a memory of how many were actually submitted? Oh well, well last year we had a, less than a hundred because less than a hundred, but we had forty eight okay. winners. So oh okay, so you had less than a hundred, but you had forty eight winners. Does does all of our mailings and and she got the city council of Mexico or city or whatever to underwrite the plaques and we make a, we we we've got a group out of uh, Chicago that found an incredible it's like a looks like a medal but it's actually mm-hmm. a flash and it has all the films on it and you wear it around your neck and it says peacemaker and it has the peace logo on it and it looks like a medal that we used to give but now that we're doing these they're all hot so you can actually download it on your you have a computer at home and you can use it for your own use it is amazing 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 what we do and the kids love every minute of it we have I'm four sure. The year that graduate into becoming part of the team. One is yeah, I, I, Disney. One has his own radio show. One mm. got to university and t- yeah, the young man in the Kiko in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, living in Kiko, half of the streets in that city are unpaved, and uh, he won, and he went to Kilgally to which is the, the, which is the uh, um, capital, and was seated there, and then they came back, and then the next thing, I, he sends me a photo of himself, all up, all sides, big smiles, that he was accepted to university. So that'll change his life forever. For sure. And what was his name? Oh, I wish I could remember. Is it Francis? No, Francis and Ugi own the uh, the film schools. They're, they are on either side of Nairobi. One's Francis, oh, okay. the other. Yeah, the other is okay. Ugi. Those are our, okay. And Ugi has got some problems because COVID has really hurt. Interesting oh. enough, COVID in Nairobi has hurt the more rich area. Hmm. So, you know, there's, all there is is very empty, and he's lost hmm. his lease on his film school. So I'm teaching him. I said, go to the owner of the mall and tell them you want to get and you will bring people in because you have following that you teach them filmmaking and so I, so when he's going to I'm going to walk him hand by hand he's great oh, cuz I think that it would be you know knowing anywhere else in the world if just getting somebody in there that's going to bring bodies mm-hmm. you know would be a mm-hmm. good thing absolutely yeah so I'm so, hoping so anyway. now that we're you know into the third month of 2021 are you accepting entries for 2021 and if so what's that process like and when does that close we always open on the 15th of january which is martin luther king's jr's birthday nice and we always have at least three films that come from different places because they all want to be the first Mm -hmm. it's really cute Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be open till september or November. last year we pushed it to November 15th because we did our event on December 15th. But normally we go, it's from January 15th to September 15th, and then we it's free. You, you can submit as many times as you want. Just use our use website, use our app. It's easy to do and it's free. 
and we don't know where next this year is going to go. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have a feeling that we would probably do the same virtual event. Everybody mm-hmm. loved it, it was, and we we had it broadcast on UN television. They got nice. about thirty thousand viewers. We have picked up by Spectrum and a new cable that they're testing in LA. Companies called Canela, and they're and they're partnered with Charter. They're lo- going to be local cables that you mm-hmm. pay for. They'll have local information on it. And they came to us because we we're in in our local city. We are we are on every Saturday morning at eleven, which was the old Sesame Workshop. We should we make films, uh, little thirty-minute shows out of the films. Mm. Don't just die in you know they just, they're they're not just hiding up there in the cloud. We take them, and they don't have to be just the win- the winners. We do themes, and um, when we had vit- a lot of retail out there, we had sponsors. Now we, you know, we do the best we can. We're reaching about 1.8 million homes. Let me ask you about that. Let me be really clear about this so that I understand. So every Saturday, if people want to watch this, how do they find you? Well, if they're in L.A., they go to, and if they're in that area where they're started, it, the cable it, number is 181. Oh, it's, it's, so you're watching it on your television? Yes. This is not, on, on, this is not on your... Right, and okay. on the TV in, in part of L.A. And, and where we live out in the Coachella Valley, that would be on KCAL. Which is right, and we get ra- KCAL. So, and what's the name of the show? It's the Peace Channel. It's called the Peace Channel, and it's on Saturdays at what time? Eleven. Okay, eleven in the morning. Eleven to eleven thirty. Oh, that's wonderful! I'm going to make sure I tune in to watch that because you know people like you know like you mentioned people live all over the country. They actually live all over the world that listen to my show. So you know that's going to make sense for some and not as much sense for others. But since but it, we are both local, it's terrific. Right, and I'll keep you posted because if. They're they're very happy with our show. I don't know about the other nice. shows at all, but they may t- they'll take us there. if they do expand. I believe they will take us with them everywhere because we were the first, like the first people they called because of the because we took a channel out here in the desert which had reruns of Steve Harvey and Judge Judy. Which, <laughs> and but a, no, infamous, yeah, I get it. I guess <laughs> built an audience. For them, so they presented us to the bigger to the bigger people, unbeknownst to us. So I'm very proud of what the kids do. And I'm proud of we oh, have a I wonderful, and he does wonderful work for us, all pro bono. And we've been, we're just really excited that this year could be a very pivotal. Mm-hmm. It was dreadful, but we got through it, all of mm-hmm. us. So you so you've got this app right, and that's something else that you personally developed. Is that right, Logo Z? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I founded that company. It came out of uh, we 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 made it into a company because we saw it had much bigger potential, and we didn't want to be hampered with the nonprofit. So we, we what we did was we licensed. The platform to the nonprofit, so we had an arm's length transaction, and we've had some income that have come in from the festival to the company. But it's a total startup, and we're in the process right now of raising four million. 
and uh, we have some very interested parties, and we're being sold by Ingram Micro. So we have a marketing is all done, and just a matter mm-hmm. of isn't going as quickly as I want. But COVID has really helped us in a lot of ways, as I was saying earlier, that mm-hmm. people now was really using their phone for entertainment, whether it's gaming or watching a movie or a little short TikTok-y thing. It was just to keep you... Now you can use it with our software and our platform. We hope that they will morph into using the the phone to watch videos to learn that has to do with your job. So that's that's where we're heading. And hopefully... um, these kids that have made videos for our film festival might have a business to go into when they grow up. They can make videos. Right. Everybody, you know, there'll be all kinds of educational videos that will be out there. So I could Im- I'm trying to picture. Um, my daughter also went to UCLA, and she was actually in the in the theater arts department there. And I could see where um, you've got a kid that really wants to tell their story, whatever. I, I just thought of this kid that wants to save frogs. Oh my God! I, I yes, he he he. They, I need to put I need to put them in touch with you because he wants to save the frogs. And I can see. A, just tell him to go on an app. Download an app on an iPhone or an iPad. I'm sure he has it. I'm sure. Uh-huh. And and see what the kids are doing, and he'll be inspired. Right. He will. Well, yeah. I, yeah, it's amazing. And I, what I'm, what I'm visualizing, is that you've got a kid like, like your six-year-old winner or whatever that 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 wins something. I could see where she would say, "Well, I'm going to do this again. This was really fun. I, I, I've got another idea I'd like to talk about. You know? Yeah, we've had. Re- uh, I, yeah, I bet you have yeah. repeaters, don't you? Not only do we have repeaters, but when when a child wins a couple of times, their parents and family get so involved that that's how mm-hmm. we end up building our uh, the, the different like partnerships that we have because they I see bet. a transform they see a transformation in their children. Mm-hmm. They, they see how positive it, it is for them, even if they don't win, to be part of that. Absolutely, energy is. I mean. It comes through even though we can't be in person. And, you know, it's sort of we have to just accept some of the things that we have right now. And, you know, granted now we are more isolated than we were before, but I just thought of another young man by the name of Simon and Simon and his dad, Russell Buschetto. They actually started because of Simon when he was nine um, a nonprofit organization called Share Hope USA for the sole purpose of feeding the hungry. And I'm a part of that organization as well. And it just came from, but Dad, we they're hungry. We we what are we gonna do? We need to do something. And he wasn't looking for anything other than what can what can we do? And I think that sometimes our children are the are the vision, as as we would talk about, of recognizing they're not cluttered with so much stuff. They see things clear and through the eyes of a 9-year-old or a 12-year-old. And whether they live in India or, or they live in Cape Town or wherever they live in Barcelona, you know, they're still living a life experience. 
And for them to be able to share it, it's kind of like when we were in school and it was like a show and tell. Remember yes. when we were kids? It's, I, I hear it sort of as the same thing, show and tell. You bring whatever it is. And I know myself with, with my kids, I'll have something in my house that belonged to my dad when he was in the war. And I was just showing it to my daughter this week, and I said, do you see this? This was from Italy. This is from 1942. This was Grandpa's. He brought it home. Don't discard this. This is actually a treasure. It's been in my family since before I was born. So I, I think that that when we tell stories, whether you know it's about our grandma or it's about our frogs that we love or sharing um, hope for some other person, when we share our stories, it just I don't know, but maybe because I think storytelling is so important, and as yes. you do, and and you always have, that for you to have this platform that allows you, Carol, to do this at such a global level, with nothing, um, nothing but joy in your heart to make this happen. And I, do you, are you ever looking for volunteers or anybody to assist you or yes. work with you in? Always, always, because, you know, anybody that listens to your show wants to volunteer. There are things that need to be done. People need to be, you know, you can do it all on your phone, on your uh, emails. We just want to get the word out because there's no, until there's a school open and there's some sensibility on, on, on education in this country, we need to get to people, the kids, in a different way. So, it, you know, I think it's still going to be another year. We used to get, as I said, we used to have these these schools that vied. They're always there. They vied for each other to have the most and mm-hmm. whatever. And, and you know, and that's not. I don't see it. And then I got this whole long email from this Milken family teacher at, from Indiana, Blum, Blum, Blumfield School, middle school. He said it was just. It's been horrible. Nobody knows what to do. You're open. You're closed. You're open. You're closed. I mean, school right. last year, uncertainty, very, very difficult. And but we got films. I mean, they. It was sort of funny because they almost making the film was more important than anything else. Mhm. I can that see moment. that. I'm on your Peacemakers website, and I actually see where it does say that you're a nonprofit and that you can donate right on your on your website. But if yep. somebody wanted to get in touch with you regarding volunteering, what would be the best place for them to go? Well, there's they they should go to the just this communication. I don't know. You know, I'm look at that site in a while. Isn't there a, a you know, if they want to know more, there's an information place. I sure if not, I'll make All sure right. we get All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to look a little farther into here. There's there's certainly things about your mission, your history, and your values and all those things. But I will see if I can find um, on your website, because the volunteers, you know, depending upon where they live, they don't necessarily have to live right here to volunteer. They could find their, their oh, ways but I of volunteering. I can have Ashley put it on PSGFF because that's about the film festival. Okay, well, that would be great. That would uh, be I terrific. Goes on that, and she's in Chicago. I'll have her put a a, pl- a place, a click through, if you want to volunteer. 
Oh, that would be lovely because I'm I am on that the PSGFS Perfect. site right now. Okay, so I don't see while I'm scrolling through. I don't see if you'd like to volunteer, but perhaps it's there, and I'm talking I'm not to you and listening. But it is, so I will talk to okay. them about. All right. All right. Well, I would like to make that happen for you. I guess in closing, because I, I knew this hour would go really fast, was there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about what it is you do? No, I think that it's, I think we've covered a lot. And you asked me okay. what I do for fun, and fun is being with, uh, you know, I play sports and I, uh, to see smiles on kids' faces. Yes. It, it keeps me going. It's been hard. This is not a good time to ask me what I do for fun because fun has been elusive this last mm-hmm. But it'll come back. Yeah. We're very it will. Because people are taking the time. They're stopping for the moment to really see the benefits of what we are doing. Mm-hmm. It takes a long I time, think- but we're, 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 we know we're on the right track, and we love everybody that works with us. It's just amazing. Well, clearly you have a passion. Clearly this isn't just what what I don't have anything else better to do. This is truly your life passion, and I'm sure that in but you're humble. Um, but it does bring you, I'm sure, a great deal of when you go to bed at night and close your eyes and you're thinking about the gratitude that you have, that that you've been a change maker for so many people, and you've been doing it for as long as you can remember, frankly. And I'm just grateful that you could spend this time with me sharing the stories of what you do and and why you do it. I think it's been very um, um, informative and inspiring, and I appreciate you taking the time to share your story with my listeners today. It's just been outstanding. It's It's been a great way for us to start the month of March. It's How about certainly, that? I think you're absolutely right. And perhaps towards the end of the year or whenever you have your next festival, maybe that would be another good time for us to meet again and see how the year went and how many people participated. And, you know, the more we get the word out to those people that are interested, and I, like I said, I'm just thinking of so many people right now that I think would be so outstanding to, to join you in your projects. And that's part of the connections when I say conversations like what you and I are having plus community, you know, conversations plus connections. I'm so stunned by everything you've said. I can't even say my own tagline. Conversations plus it's just been tremendous. And so thank you once again. I will let you get on with your day today. And thank you all for listening. It's, It's always wonderful to know that there is an audience out there enjoying what I do every week. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you, Carol.